High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Well, when I first met my guest, of course, she was just a GP in a sleepy Wicklow village. She now is a star of media. It is Dr. Kira Kelly. But I'm delighted to bring you back to your first love uh, after economics, politics and everything else to medicine. I'm going to just sigh very heavily into the microphone. <sighs> now, I have to tell you here that uh, it's amazing how the same complaints keep cropping up. So yeah. the entire population of Ireland seems to be itching, uh, have hot flushes and everything else. But Derek in Dublin, because I snore like crazy, is overweight, got something to do with it. Do you want to take this one? No, really. Yeah, yeah. Being overweight does have something to do does with it. Does it? Yeah, it does. Um, but I, when I last read, I didn't stop snoring. There can be other causes too, but being overweight contributes to it. When, when you're overweight, you, you have a, you know, you have jowls and you have kind of a bit of a gullet. Do you know that kind of, that kind of appearance people have when they're kind of heavy set? And that creates problems with snoring and sleep apnea and all those types of things. So losing weight should take some of the pressure off your airway at night. It may not be the only problem that you have. People often have problems with their soft palate or problems with their sinuses or what have you. But certainly weight gain adds to snoring. So Derek might be needing to lose a few pounds. What about the poor fella? It's uh, it, it, uh, it hurts when I pee as a burning sensation. Now, what they used to do in my time was they would get a red hot poker and push it up the offending part of your body. They did not ever do that. They did. They did not. That was the early treatment for sexually transmitted diseases. Sweet mother divine. We're not even saying this fella has a sexually transmitted <laughs> infection and um, he's burning so he probably has either an infection which doesn't have to be sexually transmitted no, by no, he but he could, could just have, have a, urinary, a urinary tract infection or yeah. he could indeed have an STI either way he needs to go to a doctor he needs to produce a urine sample Yeah, he needs to discuss his sexual history but he also needs to produce a urine sample and needs to be tested to see what's going on and he may need an antibiotic but burning when you're passing urine is uh, not a good thing no sometimes women get it with, with, without having infection they get cystitis for a variety of reasons yeah, but, but men but Men, not so much at all. Not so much. No. And if you see the GP going over to the turf fire oh, with the poker, be careful. <laughs> Cross your legs. George, you're terrible. No, but you see, if you read the history of medicine and things, you discover that's what they did. Not a poker, but they put a gadget up there. Okay. Now, this is interesting because I suffered from this in my day. My missus has a painful, painful lingering pile. She creams, baths and never no success. Now, my generation got piles because we never washed you in are that area. always going on about the... I don't, no, nobody wants to know where you did and didn't wash. First of all, piles are caused by straining at stool is the expression. So when people strain to go to the toilet, that's why they get piles. Or it's not to do with hygiene. Hygiene can create itch and can create excoriation and all, but it's not to do with that. And I keep telling you that. Um, I read that all wrong when I came in. I, I read that as a painful lingerie pile. And I was going, I didn't understand the question. But I now oh, see lingering what, I didn't know what it was. I was going, <laughs> what's he talking about? But, but uh, hold um, on now. The wife has cream and baths and everything else. So what's the, you can get them removed, can't you? You can. And here, Here's the thing. First of all, she needs to make sure her stools are soft because if you're constipated, you won't get rid of piles. So you need to have soft stools. That's that's the number one thing. Second of all, yeah, 
ointments and suppositories work for most people but you need to be fairly consistent and you need to use yeah. them for a period of time so you and may wash. or may not and, and they wash. need to be the prescription ones too the over the counter ones are not enough I think most people take washing as a given I'm just going to presume that right that washing is a given George I don't think it's 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 rare for people to wash but then what happens is if that's no good you can go and see a surgeon and there are great surgeons out there who will either inject your piles or they yeah. will band that's your right. piles I mean, I would they're not say always removed they're actually often treated no with but kind of surgery ish yeah. Yeah. Like. Exactly. yeah no exactly see you give me such a hard time and I do know a little about this because I've suffered from all of them. That's the point. Well, actually, the, the vast majority of the population suffer from piles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very common. Be- because they don't wash. No. <laughs> well, what about the styes? I mean, styes on the eye. Lots of people get tons of styes. Um, styes are usually caused by uh, a blocked eyelash hair follicle. Yeah. yeah. So that's what happens. And some people are prone to them and can be unlucky. For some people, they actually get a condition called blepharitis, which we've talked about before, George, which is a problem with the lid. Hy- it's about, this is hygiene, actually. Lid hygiene. So what do you wash your eyelids with? You wash them with baby shampoo. That's what yeah. you should wash See, them with. Gary, I'm talking about washing. You dismiss it. Then what's your answer? Wash it. It's different. It's a different. Now, bit. the interesting thing. You about can use this, poultices too, though. People still use poultices. Yeah. But the interesting thing, when I got them and I used to get them, he put a needle into my eyelash. It's incredible what these uh, eye surgeons yeah, can yeah. do. And he looks into a thing and he has needle and, and he cleared the holes in, in the yeah, thing. Yeah. And I didn't get styles anymore. Yeah. That if you if if you've tried the the, the simple things like yeah. like lid hygiene yeah. proper lid hygiene you've used poultices and all the kind of stuff and you're getting them recurrently I would go and see uh, an ophthalmologist because sometimes they will go in and actually you're you're, you're pretty much bang on they d- tend to go in with a small needle yeah uh, that's it's, right. it's a bit more technical but it's now more or less that yes there's another fella here is the same as me if he if he has ice cream. Because I like ice cream, it's rock hard. I hate ice cream and it's soft. So it's straight out of the fridge, right? Yeah. Ice cream. Yeah. And then you kind of get a brain pain. It's not actually. This a, person has. He that. was asking, kind of, because, yeah, he said, is, is the brain freeze actually caused by the cold of the ice cream? And it is. Uh, yeah, but it's not your brain freeze. <laughs> you get, uh, uh, I, wish there was, I wish there was people watching on the webcam. You right, get it in your forehead. In your forehead, right here, you have sinuses, ethmoid sinuses. And yeah. your sinuses are um, a bony cavities in, in, in the skull bones. And when cold air hits them, there's the, a the kind of a constriction happens in the so blood don't vessels eat within ice them. Cream. I know, do eat ice cream, but eat it more slowly and maybe not eating it at, at, at the frozen solid where you eat it. But it's the only way to eat it is frozen solid. I prefer it a bit softer. What about trying to water for the camp bend his elbow? Yeah, well, you know. But he's going, this is great. I'm going to the doctor, but Kira, tell me what's wrong with me. I love those fellas. Uh, anyway, this, could, this could be gout. Do you know that? Because he's obviously got an acute, severe pain that's immobilised his elbow joint. Yeah. He could have a bursitis, because people sometimes get that. And you may have seen this, George, before. Again, I wish we had a camera, but there, a, a big bulge on the end of your Correct. elbow comes out with fluid or in it. Or tennis elbow. Or tennis elbow. Tendinitis comes All those things. And they give you cortisone. They You're often do give you, They often do give you cortisone. Um, or high doses of anti-inflammatories or whatever. It could be gout though because gout can immobilise a joint very effectively because the pain is that severe in acute yeah. gout. Yeah, but it can also, this is a really interesting thing, I went to one of the greatest doctors in the world and prop forward in this day. He looked at my elbow, this is really true, and said, George, you have bursitis. Yeah. He treated me for bursitis. Yeah. didn't work. What did I have? Gout. Gout. Yeah. So, did the... Did, 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 uh, 
it could be confusing here. Well, it can because they both present with hot, painful red joints. Do you know what it means? Well, speaking of hot, painful, what causes hot feet and legs, listener asks? That's usually to do with either something circulatory or something neurological. Um, and it's hard to say which. Uh, sometimes you, you're, you have a degree of circulatory compromise and then your legs feel hot because of a variety of reasons. Um, or sometimes it can be, as I say, something neurological and there can be a variety of reasons that way you might get that. Uh, generally speaking, it's not the end of the world, whatever it is. I know it's a very vague answer, but but that it could be it could be a lot of different well, things. What about the poor fellow who's sweating all the time? Like he was in an Eskimos igloo and he was still sweating. That's that has a name. That's called hyperhidrosis, and lots of people suffer from ec- sweat too much. Yeah, they sweat too much, and they don't like it. Okay, well, who and would? No, they they really don't. And and sometimes it's just your from your armpits or whatever, and that can be treated. Either people get these kind of they're not they're not ones you buy in the supermarket, but they get roll-on antiperspirants that are stronger than your normal antiperspirants. Shave under your arms? Well, shaving actually can make it actually a bit better because the uh-huh. hair can make you more sweaty. I thought the hair had a, a roll. That's it does why have a roll. It, st- it stops there. you from chafing and it keeps the area because it keeps the area moist. Because so it's women a, shouldn't shave under their arms? Well, there's an argument that, that, that the hair that is on our body is there for a reason so nobody should remove My it. My point precisely. Yeah. Well, God fa- put it there for a reason. Fashions. Oh, well, I'm not sure about God, but, but fashions, George. Fashions. When, when God made the world. But but here anyway. But also, but sometimes people sweat though from their forehead and from all over themselves, and then they get mortified in business meetings. Um, there are medications you can take for this. He probably should go and talk to a doctor. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, but this fellow in his late thirties, they're all exercising, right? And they're yep. all losing weight. But he feels bloated, has flatulence permanently. He has piles too, as a matter of interest. But what about the bloating and the flatulence? I read this and I thought it was quite interesting because he, he, he's quick to tell us, as you said, that he's good about the exercise, he's good about his diet, he's kind of 30-something, he's looking after himself. Yeah. I wonder, is he looking after himself a bit too well as it is? He eaten loads of vegetables and loads of salad and loads of all that stuff and is his bowel actually getting too much fibre through I, it? I listen, sometimes like I marvel at, Do your, you know? at your skill. Do I you just know? marvel at it. The problem today is people are eating all kinds of claptrap and thinking it's good claptrap. You have a point. You have a point. There is a tremendous amount of bad claptrap out there. Um, Like the people who suggest that a £50 note or a £5 note shouldn't be made from animal fats so vegans can handle money because apparently they use cows to make £5 notes or something. You've Uh, lost me entirely. Well, that's because you don't keep up with current affairs. But anyway, the the point is, they're now going to put meat in the test tube. So there'll be no poor old cow, there'll just be meat. And the vegans are all delighted. But there will be a price to pay for this rubbish diet. Well, I... I and they're not going to get rid of meat. Nobody's ever going to get rid of meat. They are. They're not. They're going to do it in a test tube. Well, they may be able to make meat in a test tube already, but it doesn't mean that we're not going to eat cows. It does. It doesn't. I don't accept that. Um... I can't even remember what the question was from that fella. That we, what did I, you, the question was that his diet may yes, be wrong. Yes, I think so too. I think yeah. maybe it's too high in fibre. He should look at that. A good person to talk to is a dietitian because they're very good on irritable bowel and FOD mapping and all this kind of stuff. And if he is eating stuff that ferments quickly in the bowel, like loads of onions and apples and all these things that people consider to be healthy, that could be the cause of his bloating and all the, his flatulence and stuff. Well, now to get relief from your brain freeze with the ice cream, yeah. Fergal says stick your tongue up to the roof of your mouth. Okay. <laughs> that may well be the case. It'll pass anyway. It's 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 self-limiting is the thing. 
Yeah, because he suggests I should leave my tongue up there in my All the gate. time. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm interested in the carpal tunnel Pat is talking about, okay, right? Okay. This is from using computers and stuff, isn't well, that right? No, well, carpal tunnel, what, what it is, is if you look at the, uh, the, the front of your wrist, as in it, the bit that abuts the palm of your hand, I call that the front of your wrist, sometimes the, the fascia, the, the, the tissue that goes across there is tight. And what happens is the nerve, the median nerve that goes under it into your palm, your palm kind of swells and you get pressure on it. So you get tingling, you get pain, you get pins and needles sometimes and you get kind of funny weakness and people start shaking their hands around and all that kind of stuff. And it has causes, George. Pregnancy causes it. Thyroid problems cause it. Right. Loads of things cause well, it. Well, my local pharmacist sold me a wrist strap for my wrist so I could play golf. Your man, Pat, says, will the wrist strap work? It won't really. There are splints for wrists that do help with carpal tunnel, but sometimes you need to have surgery to relieve it and that would be a more extreme thing. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes the underlying condition needs to be addressed right. if you if you have a thyroid okay. condition for example that needs to be addressed and then your carpal tunnel will fix there are has been an increasing number of listeners who are signing a petition that you should be if not canonized really say, say best make blessed because of the miracles you can perform really so there's another listener is looking for a miracle from you okay right i have a swollen septic finger Okay. It's all yellow Ooh. and throbbing, oh, right? Yeah. What can I put on it? He thinks that if he puts a topical steroid no. cream on it, so he says, rather than get it lanced, he just goes and gets it. Lanced. Lanced. You need to have it lanced, but you probably also need, and this is actually important, an antibiotic, because here's the thing. Occasionally, even in the current era that we live in septic digits turn very nasty I Beca couldn't agree yeah, more because it is an extremity and it is a kind of a blind yeah. avenue in terms yeah. of the body fighting infection in that area is quite difficult so you need to go on an antibiotic yes. you need to get okay. it lanced you need to look after Absolutely. it because we, I have actually seen someone no, this I'm, not go well for them I'm with you yeah I'm with you. Yeah. But don't be ringing up Blessed Virgin, uh, Kerry Kelly, uh, and saying, what can I put on it? I mean, he has to get it surgically done like, yeah. you know. Although the interesting thing is, I had it when I was a child yes. uh, at school, and my mother put a poultice on it. Well, that will and the poultice drew the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but to be honest, as a, as a medic, what I would do is I would, lancing is the same as a poultice in a way, but you get the stuff out. Yeah, Better yeah. out than in, you know, that kind of way. So yeah, get rid of the stuff. Yeah. But I would also always cover with antibiotics because otherwise you can get into difficulty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, Dr. Kelly is remotely worried about the excessive prescription oh of antibiotics oh by the medics. Oh, my God. Appropriate use of antibiotics is not the problem. Inappropriate use is the problem. What about George? Mary? She's a non-smoker and she has a dry cough. The dry cough is driving half the population mad. It's ripping her throat. Yeah, down. it sounds very sore. What has she got? Well, Bronchitis. She would, well, no, she probably has... Bronchitis. Maybe. But you may also have a post-infectious hypersensitivity of the airways. And that, what that means is when you've had a virus, okay, your airways remain inflamed. They're no longer infected, but they remain inflamed and irritated afterwards and they get sore and you cough a lot and they're bronchitis. irritated. And they get irritated. Bronchitis. Shut up, George. She could have bronchitis. She could have bronchitis. But she wants to know what she can take. I would go to the chemist and I would get, uh, first of all, I'd get paracetamol or salpidine or one of those things. But I would also get a cough bottle. Now, most cough bottles are pure rubbish. Don't waste your money. But I would get, you know, there was, there's drowsy and non-drowsy. I'd get a drowsy one and I'd take some of that tonight. Go to bed. She, yeah, and go to bed. It has a tremendous effect. Ingrid has tons of drowsy stuff in the medicine cabinet, which I sneak in when she doesn't notice. And I don't <laughs> use a spoon or any you of that You just chug of it from the bottle. Chug it. Chug, chug. And you'll sleep like a rock.
They're not sure rocks sleep, do they? It, it, Owen is looking for his wart removed. I mean, like, don't you just put hydrochloric acid on it? Salicylic acid you can put on warts. Yeah, it's, it's just a different acid. Hydrochloric just would go through to the bone. Um, yeah, you can treat them topically with paint on stuff like salicylic acid. You can also treat them, and this is a nice one for kids because it's painless. I know he's not a kid, but for people listening, um, duct tape, you know, the stuff that plumbers use. Yeah. You can put that on a wart and suffocate the wart. Now, you have to keep taking it on and off. You put it on for 36 hours, off for 12, on for 36, off and for 12. And then eventually one the day wart the will wart die. It, it'll die. But um, probably the best effective ones are the ones, and you can buy them in the chemist. You don't have to go to a doctor. Okay. Are the cryotherapy ones, the freezing ones, and they okay. kind of burn the wart off. Quick, Edward Longford, he has sinus. Yeah. The chemist says he can't take Sinotab. Doctor says he can't take Sinotab. Do you want to toss a coin? That's because of his other medication that he's on. Uh, I would say, don't ever take Sinotab. It's, it's, it's not good for you. Um, take something for pain and take a topical steroid up your nose for your sinuses. Those things like Sudafed and Sinutab are only good for short-term right. use and they cause rebound congestion and prolong the problem for you. All right. For those of you who are listening on the radio, Dr. Kelly is wearing a T-shirt which says, I wear, I use topical steroid creams on a regular basis. <laughs> These uh, T-shirts really will be available for Christmas when we get them printed. Can we can we address one question that we haven't gotten to? The guy on the, on the Zestral who's saying he's got a cough. Could it be the medication? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, so some of the blood pressure medications do cause cough. Stop that medication. Go back to your doctor. Right. My thanks to Kerry Kelly. She'll be back next Monday uh, at the same time. And of course, her, it's no longer a new show. It's now the most popular show on weekend radio, alive and kicking, where topical steroid creams are invariably discussed every Sunday morning at 9 a.m.